This episode is brought to you by Tabletop Dominion, purveyors of handmade dice and artisan gaming accessories. Why not head over to tabletopdominion.com and use the code BELLOW to enjoy 10% off your order. Who knows, maybe you will find your very own blue dice of power. Welcome to the Billowing Hilltop Podcast. Yes, I've got a cold. No, I'm not happy about it. Yes, we've got more role-playing. No, they're not particularly happy about that either. Anyway, ratings and reviews, as always, you can find us on social media, at Billowing Hilltop on Twix, at Billowing Hilltop everywhere else. If you're old, you can find us on Facebook. If you're older, you can email us at hello at billowinghilltop.com. That's it. Let's get on with episode 160 of the Billowing Hilltop Podcast. Get the party started. Hello. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Is this the cheeseman effect? Hi. Have you got any cheese at all? Even a little crumb of cheese? Uh, good evening. Let's get started. I don't know what we're doing, though. We're doing Dungeons the and Bo. Dragons, Michael. It's the gala. It's a mm, gala. Late arrivals. Oh, I've got notes and stuff as well. Oh, yes, I've written things down before. Yeah. Okay. I'm here with everybody. I'm here with Lucas, the wonderful Lucas. I'm here with uh, my favourite player, Dan. Hello. Sinister Graham. Hello. The technically sinister or giant? Johnny. Or is he a gi- sinisterly giant? Oh, giant. I thought he was enormous hologram before. Mm. He's a giant hologram that Dimmed. we all kneel around. Right. And that sinister. Master. Well, I think so. You know, with the cowl I do that every day and you can't see the face. We've also got Paul, currently operative Paul, sort of. All right, I'm here. Operative, yeah. sitting in my container tank on top of the table how is everybody is everybody okay yeah good thanks yep. i was I've really been looking forward to this about this guy who promotes arena shows and apparently glass cannon yeah sold out wembley yeah. arena in like a day critical role but yes uh was that okay wembley arena yeah blimey in october or something mm. well if they I've need really struggled with those a support act the actually live really un- thoroughly unscripted <laughs> If you want to wonder what the actual sound of <laughs> underwhelmed would be. <laughs> but you always need a, a warm-up hack, don't you? You know, normally mm. someone that the... Mm. Uh, normally someone that's quite good and can liven up the audience yeah. instead of kill it. <laughs> More like a before-pitch <laughs> act. Has anybody managed to get through a single episode of Critical Role? Yes. Yeah, it's quite good. I did a few it. years At least right. it used to yeah. be. Mm. I stopped oh, years ago. Glass Cannon is back next week, though, chaps. Proper Glass Cannon. That's what I've been waiting for. I don't know. I, I've really liked some of the side stuff they've done. I really like Blades in the Dark. I really like the Delta Green stuff. Get in the trunk. Get in the yeah. trunk. Uh, the Blades in the Dark is brilliant. We had an email. Mm. We've asked for readers to send us a single expletive. I was quite offended, actually. We had well. one from Steve yeah. in Australia. Won't do the accent because I, I think we should. Can't. Yeah. Go on then, Graham. You have to do the... I don't know what the message is, so I'm not doing the accent. (laughs) Whereabouts in Australia is he from? I've no idea. Be hard to top twat. I can't do the accent then, can you? Anyway, he says I'm I'm tempted to opt for crikey. (laughs) But that's been ruined by that Steve Irwin. (laughs) That's it. That was Steve's email. That's great. I was actually referring to the one from Mike Hibbert. Oh, yes, we have one from Mike Hibbert. What was his? You'll be old enough to remember when Viz announced the worst swear word in the world. Are you ready? Fitbin. Yeah, <laughs> I said it. 
<laughs> well, I have no idea. Then. I didn't. I haven't googled it. Maybe I should. Google, maybe I shouldn't actually. God knows what you might find. Right on we go. There's no point in a recap. You're in a golden coach being pulled by four trolls stuffed into ceremonial footman's outfits. You've been taken through the great gates into the courtyard of Zeech's palace on Zeech Reach. You're in the courtyard. It's icy cold. There's snow on the ground, but within the bounds of the palace, not in like a Hestie's eternal spring garden kind of way, it seems a little bit warmer. It feels a little bit more spring-like. You can dis... What do you do? How do you get out of a coach? Do you disbark? I think you alight. Alight would be a good word. You can alight from your coach, and there are a series of flambeaux staked out in a clear pathway for you to follow, and there are two blackened skeletal attendants waiting at the uh, opening of this pathway. One of them's got a tray of drinks. One of them's got a tray of what looked like sugared almonds or nuts in bowls. And one hand proffers these delicacies to you. The other hand's gesture up the pathway. The path leads through the courtyard, up a flight of steps into a sort of higher mezzanine area, and then off into a covered terrace. There's a lawn. There are little tables laid out. As you approach, you can hear the murmur of garden party conversation let's say it's about an hour and a half maybe a little bit more before sunset and there is an assembled crowd of dignitaries that you are approaching standing there holding a scroll that he is studying is telebeer <laughs> dressed uh, spooned into a suit of jester's motley <laughs> looking good it's there, much telebeer. too small for him <laughs> oh, well, thank you very much it is fashioned from only the finest materials. <laughs> I don't think it is. It is slightly tight around <laughs> the genital area. <laughs> That's more information than we need. <laughs> well, you only brought him back because you like doing his voice, right? <laughs> yeah, basically. We like hearing No, well, You never know. Yeah. Maybe there is some really clever, Element. as yet undiscovered plot reason. Plot aspect. He sees you approach... He kind of does a double take, looks at the scroll again, looks up at you again, clears his throat, and says, Ladies and gentlemen, may I welcome to the gala five additional guests. From the kingdom of Rubadubadub, it is His Excellency, the Ambassador Snugloff for Flint Bunkle J. Snuggie. And the High Priest, Sessions. And he kind of looks at you like, really? Also with us this evening. <laughs> From Diamond Lake. Come on. Sorry. Come on. We have... You can do it. A bubble, a herpish, famous bard. From the Twilight Monastery, we have Parker, and hailing from the Mistmarsh, we have Scaly Twinkletoes O'Toole. And guests look up a little bit, and he, with his eyes, he kind of gestures like, keep going, come on, come on, come on. And you're encouraged to, to mingle on right. this terrace. It's called the Vertiginous Terrace. It's referenced in your, uh, on your invitations. Oh, excellent. And there are people right. giving away free food. There are skeletal attendants 
with food and drinks circulating. Cheese? Disrupt Undead. Is there cheese? There's a chance of cheese. I'm there's sure there must be one of, of those cheese. pineapples with cheese sticks on it. I'm going to say one to four, there's cheese. Five or six, no cheese. There's cheese. There's definitely okay. cheese. Mini okay. volivants. It could be on sticks. There are yeah, volivants. It's, finger, it's finger fish. Ice yak cheese. There's tiny little Excellent. hamburgers. Mini Sliders. portions of fish and chips. Yeah. Well, even smaller than a slider. Yeah. A, a single bite thing. A sly. A, a sly. A sli- and there's little mini pizzas. Yeah. Yeah. And the <laughs> guests kind of regard you with some curiosity. The terrace itself just tips over the edge down into the lake of the cold sky. I mean, it must be ooh, two, three hundred foot fall down into the ice cold water. Right. There are about 30 or 40 people present, maybe fewer than you might have expected. Mm. I can't remember what questions we asked last time and what answers we got. <laughs> uh, I wrote them down in the chat, Dan. Oh, did you? Mini samosas? There could be some mini samosas, should you so yeah, desire. Nicely spiced. Yeah, lovely. Thank you. There are a few people that you Anyone recognize. else eating? Oh, yeah. I've yeah, mini everybody, else, everybody uh, else is yeah. eating and drinking. There I'm are eating and drinking and filling my pockets. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just take a tray off somebody. Just make a quick Is call. there any entertainment? Okay. Well, nobody seems to pay particular attention. No, I'm eating some and... and I think we can rustle up a couple of uh, musicians. Yeah, a couple of skeletal skeletal minstrels. Bonds. Mm. Twanging away <laughs> in a medieval minstrelly background conversation music. I'll grab some extra cheese for uh, Cheeseman. Sure, you can pocket some cheese. Now, let me just clarify a few things. None of you have got weapons on no. view. No. no. Not on no. view, no. 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 They're all hidden away in magical spots. You've got a dagger hidden in your armour. Yes. Scaly? Yes. Sessions has not really got a weapon at all. I don't think I actually have a weapon. I have my broom, yes. I'll use it as a walking stick. Old man, his staff, oh, whatever it is. Exactly. <laughs> Right, but it's fine. not a staff, it's a broom. You might get mistaken for a, one of the cleaners. It's unlikely. He's in his finest. It looks like most of the staff are sort of animated Skeleton. skeletons, yeah. so far anyway. So people that you know. So first of all, obviously, Talabil is there. There is somebody you recognise, a gnome with an enormous moustache that Uncle Buggy, you chatted with in the Deluxury on your first day here, okay, second I, day I here. I nod in his direction. Yeah, he nods back and is sort of simpers a little. You get the sense that maybe he's he's standing out by himself. Maybe he doesn't know many people. Who else do you recognise? The crush is there, as is the chass, his grand vizier. The cross is sort of holding court with a bunch of people and telling what sound like <laughs> off-colour stories. And there's lots of... <laughs> and then I stuck it right up his jacksie. <laughs> <laughs> I shat myself in the carriage on the way home. <laughs> there is a half-elf woman who looks like she has been somehow sort of tidied up and spooned into a set of half-decent armour, but you, looks like she's more of a kind of ranger, wilderness type who really looks out of place. But you recognise her. She was piloting the second boar in the boar race that shot past your room and the uh, ogre's hideout during the Ocarel fight. Yeah. None of you remember Isn't that. Isn't this the format meeting yep. Mother Maggot adults? Yeah, that was my question. You don't know who Mother Maggot is, but the woman that you've subsequently learned is called Mahudril, who is the head of the Red Blades trading and mercenary organisation yeah. and was in the casino and you chatted with her 
sessions, she was sitting on the kickstep of that bore and cast the sleet storm that held up Bacrus and his team. She's there. Mm-hmm. Does she have a secret identity? I, I nod in her direction. She brightens when she sees you. She's looking extremely elegant. She's known for her very ornate and high-value jewellery, and she's not disappointed this evening. She's obviously got the full set. I'll do a tentacle motion in her direction. What does that mean? I I don't know. Oh, I just just wave my hand like a tentacle and then nod. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Uh, She just looks absolutely (laughs) nonplussed. She looks a bit awkward, like, Uh, I feel like I probably ought to acknowledge that since I'm in polite company. (laughs) I'll nod at her. Yeah, go on, you need to respond. What, what yeah. are you going to do? She, um, I got to, you know what? It's a you formal what? greeting. Yeah, <laughs> let's see what happens. Uh, she, she sort of rather tentatively, tentatively, <laughs> wiggles her wave. arm in a slightly awkward, improvised way, like she feels like maybe that's what you were expecting. All right, I'll wink at her and put my elbow out. Okay, it's very odd. <laughs> Who else do you recognise? Is Lashona there? Uh, there's no sign of Lashona, no, Scaly. Okay, I thought she was going to be here. Uh, there is one Not other yet. person you recognise. Sort of slightly standing behind a gaggle of people, you think probably deliberately, so as not to be recognised by you, is the corpulent form of Balabar Smink. Ah. Mm. Oh, really? Dripping with jewellery. He's got that hair, he's got that... A slight curl over the ear and then slightly longer at the back. That kind of tycoon hair. It's very fleshy. And you can see that he's looking awkward. He looks like he's trying to do two things at once. He looks like he's trying to, by association, insert himself into a small gaggle of people who are chatting and laughing and obviously know each other. And also, by doing so, keeping them between him and you. Mm. Somebody give me a... Well, all of you, give give me a group perception check. That is, if more of you make it than don't make it, you succeed. Uh, What's the DC? Oh, great. Well, we'll tell you about that in a moment. Okay. 21. 21. 17. 20. 20. 1. (laughs) 1. That's more successes than fails. First thing that you notice between you, there's a bit of a nudge between you or whatever, is that a couple of the guests seem to be either carrying under their arms or held in one hand gifts or gift-wrapped objects anyway. The second thing you notice is that over on a table that's associated with the tables where all the drinks are being organised, there's a couple of skeletal sommeliers standing behind them or whatever. There is a table where some people seem to have left gifts, little gift bags or cards and so forth. Yep, that's what you notice. (laughs) Oops. What do you want to do? Do you want to talk to people? Please say no. Please say you leave and go and investigate a really simple linear dungeon. One creature in it. <laughs> I don't have to remember a thousand voices. This could be very ropey on the old voice front. I'll go over to Mother Maggot. Have we got whatever her name is? Something we could conjure up as a gift. Mahudral. Sure, we got something. Oh, hello. She says. Hello. How's our friend Lugpod? You get the sense there that she was trying to mask a reaction to that name and failed. But she says, I'm sorry, I, I'm, I'm not familiar. Loser, loser. Are you, are, you, are you 100% okay? She looks over at one, loser, of the, um, one of the staff and says, I think this little um, person is having some kind of seizure. Okay, I'll walk away. Oh, no, he seems to be all right. There was something going on there, though. She definitely 
reacted to the name Lugpod. Are we inside or outside? You're outside on a. It's a is covered it, is terrace. There a, a covered terrace, but is there an adjoining building then? Well, what sort of gifts have been left, Mike? Difficult to tell. They're wrapped. Some of them are quite sizable. Are they wrapped in fancy paper or? Um... Yeah, they're wrapped in fancy paper with little ribbons. Did we, and... did we bring a gift? No, we didn't, of course. Well, maybe we can. You didn't think of that. Nick one and then uh, present it again as our own. Yeah, or. Presuming can... all of these gifts have little cards stuck in them with people's names on them. Yeah, so we can nick a card. As in, you know, congratulations. Replace it with our own names. Mike, Scaly's going to take a sneaky look at one of the cards and see what it says. It says, for his highness, on the occasion of his 20th year on the throne, with best wishes, <laughs> emissary saloop. And it's attached okay. to a bottle or flask or something wrapped up. I mean, it's just, you can't conceal it with the wrapping. Okay. Have you got any kind of sort of it's outside tra- spell? Is this outside area connected to a building? Take the kind of standard British stately home. Yeah where you've got a gated courtyard and then a multi-winged building surrounding it. Well, chop out a little bit of the left-hand side of that courtyard and open it up, and it just walks... You walk out through an aperture onto a lawned terrace at the cliff edge that looks down over the lake. So you're outside, but it's partially covered. Is there any way of getting into the building, obviously? Yeah, there are ways everywhere of getting into the building. You can't see guests going backwards and forwards, but you can see these attendants routinely exiting and entering through little doors at the, the side of the terrace where they're replenishing drinks or doing whatever. Okay. And, of course, more guests are arriving behind you. The next person to turn up directly behind you is the childlike human with a shock of blue hair. She looks like she's been dressed by a grown-up for a party that she doesn't want to be at, right? That sort of Sunday best. Hmm awkwardness she looks a little bit out of sorts she's following up behind you i'm going to mingle and try and pick up the equivalent of rumors you know, yeah gossip yes i will do the same okay listening out for different languages yeah give me charisma investigation checks the both of you why does it have to be a charisma investigation check? 23 is there no other check if you can come up with a rationale then you can well, use insight to look at uh, body language, so people that are maybe less happy to be here, or... If you tell me the kinds of things that you want to do, and the kinds of skills that you think go along with that, then as long as it makes sense, you can do whatever you like. Well, I'm going to do what I just suggested. Look for the people with my insight. Yeah, who okay. Are the least happy to be present, who look like yeah. they're being forced to be present or are begrudgingly in attendance. I'm going to just... Yeah, and uh, if sessions would... And Scaly will say to sessions, if you just uh, let me know uh, who they are, I might go up and have a chat with them. Okay. And then, Lucas, why don't you talk to me about what you're doing and what skill you think would would work with that? So my arguments are, firstly, the thing about charisma is it's more of an active thing right but it does say i do agree with you it says charisma checks find the best person to talk to for news and gossip blend into a crowd to get a sense of key topics of conversation there you go however all i'm doing in this sense is i'm just listening right so you're just listening so to the hub it's not my intention to go up to pete yeah that's you're, right you're, not, you're being i would understand charisma if you were sort of yeah if you're going up and sort of 
chit chat and small talk and trying to glean stuff. Yeah, I understand. I'm not trying to do You're that. You're trying to pick I'm out just... the wheat from the chaff in the general hubbub of conversation to see if you could pick up yeah. any interesting little nuggets. And again, the thing I'm trying to pick up on specifically is people who are not speaking the common language of Frostanger. So just listening to them talking to each other amongst themselves and what have you. Got it. And then Burple, you're... Using Just your generally going and charisma. chatting, trying to... Yeah, right, got it. What people know about, you know, Zeech or the party or, you know, gossip at court, that sort of thing. Okay, what we're going to do is we're going to put these all together. Roll your checks. I've got 24. <laughs> I got 13. 13. I got a 9. 9. <laughs> God. <laughs> Scaling is a 10. Sessions, scanning the crowd for people who look obviously out of sorts or out of place. Mm-hmm. The gnome with the giant moustache. I think we've discussed this before. Definitely get a, a vibe off this little gnome that they have to be here. That they would rather not be here. They look a bit socially awkward. Smenk. You get the sense that Smenk wants to be here, but regards the entire process as a bit of a challenge and has not expected you to turn up. Mahudril looks awkward, and ever since she's chatted to Buggy, she looks more awkward. The little kid... As she approaches, you realise that it's just a, a woman with a childlike quality. She looks like she really doesn't want to be there, like she feels she has to be there. There is a gentleman, a very distinguished-looking male human in extremely well-made armour, polished to a shine. He's got a hook for a hand, for his left hand. The outward demeanour is that he is urbane, sophisticated, part of the set, part of the party, but you can just tell. You can read behind the eyes. He looks like he would rather be anywhere else but here. That's not bad for a 13. Mm-hmm. Burple. From chatting to a few people, it doesn't take you long before you get the distinct impression that the turnout is disappointing. Nobody's saying so out loud because it would be rude to do so. So they're doing it by implication, and they're a little mm. bit concerned about how that might go down with your host. Also, you get the sense that there's a little bit of where is Zeech, Zeechery going on. Mm-hmm. Nobody else really rolled high enough. Okay, I'm going to go and chat to the, the woman with the childlike quality, and then the gnome with the moustache. Okay, um, you can do that. Uh, anybody else want to pick out anybody in particular to talk to? I want to talk to the ranger lady. You can start trying to strike up conversations with these people. And just as you do, there is a little fanfare on some discordant horns. A sort of... (laughs) And Zeech arrives. I suppose I better describe Zeech to you, eh? Yeah. He's handsome. He's in his early 40s, a human. He looks younger than his years, but in that slightly... uh, It looks like he's been trying to cling on to youth a little bit. That's a better way of putting it. His hair is loose and just a little bit longer than shoulder length. You chaps, you know a little bit about fashion now because you've shopped in some of Frostanger's most select boutiques. (laughs) He's wearing what looks like super stylish clothing. It looks like an awful lot of thought has gone into his outfit. And it's an outfit, not clothes. He doesn't look particularly happy. Give me an insight check somebody i'm crap at it oh for god's sake six parker got eight 22 no but i got 22 from sessions is enough 
Sessions, it's like a switch is being thrown. It's like he's been off stage and he's not particularly happy and he doesn't really particularly want to be here. And then you can just see a little moment as he steps out and he steps into the light a little bit more and the fanfare dies away. Talabir says, Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome your host, the illustrious Prince Zeech. And there's a little ripple of applause from everybody and Zeech's countenance changes completely. Like he's just switched on like the public Zeech. And there's a broad smile, his posture improves and he's immediately just shaking hands and waving to them. On it. He's on it. He's on it. Have you ever seen that scene of Anthony Hopkins in Nixon? Walks out into the crowd and it just sort of turns on the, you know, smile and everything. This is a performance, a studied performance that he can just switch on. Mm-hmm. I really thought it was going to be Chank Thankham. Ladies and gentlemen. So you thought I got Talibiri? and gentlemen. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know. Uh, from the heart of the palace. <laughs> from the throne room. Chank. <laughs> Talabir says, My lords, ladies, and other honoured guests, Prince Egypt, you're welcome. And I trust you will enjoy the hospitality of his humble home. He kind of gestures with his arm to sort of say, All this palace is for you to enjoy. But you get the sense that it really isn't. <laughs> you may now present your gifts to honour of a prince. <laughs> and then he steps um. back. And <laughs> Zeech puts on a very good show of shock and surprise look like really me gifts one of these attendants these skeletal attendants gestures towards the table where the other gifts are and people sort of start to unconsciously collectively sort themselves into a queue right (laughs) (laughs) um the little lady that you're with sessions says sorry um we've been interrupted right at the beginning my name's smebadoo Smebadoo Pagley. Smebadoo. What have you brought for the prince? And she just holds up a little, it looks like it might be a ring box or a, it's a little square box. It's about a couple of inches across. Oh, I said the ambassador has the gift. Oh, you're a representative from uh, elsewhere. Yes. I see. Well, anyway, well, it's very nice so talking uh, to you. What gift did you bring? She just laughs and she says, um, I'm not really sure. And she just oh, keeps going. It's, it's, it's... <laughs> Packed for you. Not deliberately. She laughs again. Why do we know this name? Why do we know this name? Sounds familiar. It's a really important name. What was it? Came up last time. Smebadoo Pagley. Yes. I've got a note of it Nobody can remember. It's terrible. I've got a note of this. I've got a note of it. Fuck. Who was going to talk to... Oh, you were going to talk to the gnome, but you didn't get a chance. Yeah. You can try and manoeuvre yourself into the queue position next to him. I'll find my um, ambassador. Where is the ambassador? Where's Buggy? Yeah. Me? Yes. Yeah. You've been announced as the ambassador of the Robber Dobber Dob. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, that's what you told Armin gift, Horatio when, when you asked for the invitation. The uh, page, my page. Uh, the big green guy <laughs> with the green head. You're just asking where you are. <laughs> All right. People are kind of gathering to form a queue. You've got an opportunity now to try and think of something. Yeah. What have you got on you? Um, I have ambassador. a spare loot. A loot? Yes. Got a loot. I was yeah, thinking excellent. possibly we have some of the finest wine from wherever it is we come from in that, that lovely wine sack we have. The blessed water of, um, I can't remember where we're supposed to have come from. The robber dobber dob The robber dobber dob I don't, you made this up. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm basically I just trapping really... you in your own deceptions <laughs> from before. Yeah. Yes. Well, I mean, if I'd been here last week, it would have all been much more organised. Yeah. 
Yeah, of course we would. Has anybody got some magical item they don't mind getting rid of? I was thinking about that. I have a ring of evasion. What? I have a tinderbox. So I, could I have a tinderbox. I was the, thinking about the tinderbox. Yeah, take the crap out of the tinderbox, pack it with some, you know, kind of material and put the ring in it. I'm sure my loot would come in a, I'm gonna, in a, in a case. Are you drifting towards the queue? There's yeah, going to yeah, be a point where it's obvious that you're the only one standing around looking yeah, at it. Yeah, yes. Okay. yes. Are you going, going together or are you going separately? Yeah, we'll <laughs> let's, go go to, to, let's go together. together. Yeah, together. Okay. <laughs> so as a group, you join this snaking line towards the prince, which moves very slowly, like a reception line at a wedding. About a minute in, as you're queuing, you realise that Balabar Smenk, he was holding a little gift earlier. He was holding a little box. It, it looks like he hasn't got that little gift anymore. And you realise that he's just kind of looking around and he's starting to get really kind of nervous and, and uncomfortable. Huh. A voice next to you, Parker, says, I've got something you can give the prince. Uh, oh, yeah? Is it that... There's a chap standing next creature. to you that wasn't there an instant before. Yeah. It's very handsome. Again, that slight sort of clinging onto youth thing going on. Tight, golden, curly hair. Is this the same... Very elegant black clothing... Is this the same guy who came up to me during the uh, games? Yeah, same guy. He's proffering you a little gift bag with little golden handles and a little bow at the top. Right. It's just come out of nowhere. You could give this to the prince, of course, if you were short of something. Thank you he, very much. Can I have a look like in it? Prince of Prince of Mischief or something. Yes, he's the something like yeah. that, wasn't he? You could look Probably. inside, but you won't see the same as what Zeech sees. Hmm, that's difficult. That's another favour you owe me. And then he's just not there. You couldn't help but look this over your shoulder at something, weird. and when you look back, he's just not there anymore. You're racking up favours. But you've got this little bag in your hand. Do you want to look inside <laughs> it? I certainly do, yes. But you just said to me that Zeech will see something else. Yeah, so there's nothing in it. It's empty. Hmm. The queue keeps snaking forwards. Who gets to the front first? Let's have a look. Oh, Let's oh, roll the dice. Ha hang on, can you just clarify, is he opening Hell the presents as they're put before him? Yes, he is. Or is or are they just being laid in front of no, him? No, 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 he's opening them. He's opening them. He's opening some from the table, and he's opening some that have been brought to him by people. While you're all queuing, another guest arrives, a very bored-looking young woman with antlers. <laughs> uh, you hear her, what? she's sort of slightly sloshed, maybe. She's kind of staggering a little bit, and she's like, does anybody got a decent drink around here? <laughs> and then she looks over at the thing with Zeech being given his gifts, and she goes, oh, cringe, and then stomps off in the direction of the drinks table. Let's roll to see who gets to the front of the queue first. I'm going to roll... Well, hang on, we, we've got a bag, right? You've got a bit of time to, you know, think is about things. I'm going to roll a D10, looking around the table from my left to my right, getting a four... Sessions is the first of the front of the queue. There's but we're a group, right? Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it's just a question of who's yeah. there first. Well, I mean, or, or do you cheese. want to try and give a... Would you like to try and give a gift collectively as a group of five? Yes, okay, I'm just... I'm Okay, I'm going to oh, go yes, for this. Oh, yes, absolutely. This may be, go horribly nope, wrong. Nobody else given... is doing this, just, just to be 100% clear. Everybody else is giving individual gifts. You've not seen any well, evidence of any kind where of... Is a, where is a... Collective gift giving. I'm not saying you can't do it. But we're a group. We came as a group. Yeah. I'm just going to basically present him with this bag and say... So you sort of step in front of Sessions. 
Yeah, and say, with our, our felicitations uh, on 20 years, thank you very much for the invitation. Then stand around as long as it's sort of sensible, let the queue shuffle by, or I don't know. It looks a little underwhelmed by the bag. He lifts it up, puts a couple of fingers in it to open it a little so he can peek inside, yeah. and his face brightens in delight. Yeah. He looks up at you, and he says, How did you know? And then he closes it, and instead of putting it back on the table, he tucks it inside his doublet. And then he turns to Sessions and he says, And what have you brought me? I, I, I brought you this pen. No, so I'm with him. <laughs> no, I'm, so, so I'm going to try and sort of like... Oh, He's a page. Next thing I do, yes, he... Mike, is I try and sort of move us all on together and say... Thank you very much that it pleased you and move off in that direction. Give me a charisma delegation. persuasion check. Oh, and don't try persuasion. and come up with some cockeyed little explanation that you could use your <laughs> fucking athletics climb or something. All right. I will go for it. I will go for it. Okay. Minus I one. could try and intimidate him. What about him? deception? Oh. Well, it's, it's Parker who's doing it. Okay. Do you want to use your one. odd dice? It's a one. Do no, you want to use your I'm gonna, odd dice? I'm gonna, I'm gonna use one. No. <sighs> okay. A six. A six. He doesn't look convinced. I'm by gonna cuff that. I'd like to cuff Parker and mutter, "You had one simple task to do: <laughs> hand over <laughs> our good. gift and Mark will bit, move on." It's yeah. a bit one hard to simple... cuff someone who's about three times the size of you, though. <laughs> no, yeah, 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 you can. It's yeah, a gesture, that... isn't it? Give me yeah. a. Give me a bluff check or whatever. It, what is it? Is it deception? It's bluff? Christmas deception. deception. 16. Yeah. Okay, well, that's very successful. Sorry, what are you trying to make Zeech believe? That he's just... That we're all together. Yeah. We've handed in the present and now... We're and now he's all. somehow cocking up the ceremony. Come oh, on, I see. out the way. Okay, but you're, you're definitely trying to give the impression that it's a gift from all of you rather than... Yes. It's on behalf of our nation. Okay, fine. Well, uh, okay... <laughs> Oh, As with a lot of people who are very used to etiquette and formality and social situations and all of that, he kind of lets it go. He's just too posh I, to challenge you. I have a, a separate present, a personal present, which I will present to him, which is this oh, lute. A lute. <laughs> and music lessons. Uh, this lute... Uh, it, it's it, just it, it belongs... It comes from, from my, my great-grandfather... And he brought it back from his travels, and ever yes. since our family. You catch him casting a desperate glance at Talibi. <laughs> yes, yes. yes. So, so I'm going to launch off into a very long story. So you see, when he was about 20, uh, he was he 20. had an argument yes. with his father. Yes. You see, yes. and so he went on his travels. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes. Have you heard of the land of Gadubal? Oh, of course. Yes, of course. Well, you're very knowledgeable. I'm sure you must know of it. Um, so he... Part of my studies uh, from when I was a very young boy. <laughs> Sorry, what's happened to your voice? Uh, anyway, so... Um, it's been remembered. Uh, so he, he caught ship from, uh, from the local... He caught what? Uh, he caught a ship. What? He caught... A, he caught... Uh, he got, got on a ship. Um, yes. And uh, he travelled to the land of Godobal, and from there he uh, toiled in the fields for many years until he met a wise man who taught him the ways of the lute. And this lute was uh, yes. handed down to Wait, him. It's been splendid to meet you. <laughs> Thank you ever so much for your generous gift. 
Uh, good. Oh, but I, I haven't have finished. He just looks over your shoulder at the next person. Okay, I will then move on. The next person is Smebadu Upagli, whose name we know, whose name we really know, who proffers this important. little ring box sized thing in wrapping paper. Somebody give me an insight check or a perception check. None of this is my skill. No. Ten. No. No. Five. Uh, Seventeen. Seventeen from Sessions, who is basically the master of these kinds of skills. The moment that this ring box is proffered by this little person up to Zeech's smiling countenance, you notice that Smank just looks aghast, agog. His eyes widen. Mm-hmm. He just looks like, how on earth has that happened? Right. And Zeech opens his little box and he opens the thing and he says, Oh, can you proffer me this lovely little bauble? And Smebadu Apagli gives him a little girlish curtsy, looks over her shoulder, kind of catches Smenk's eye, laughs, and then wanders off to join the rest of you. And she looks at you, Sessions, and says, Well, that was fun. <laughs> Do you have history with Balabar Smenk? Oh, is that his name? That was nicely done. I've never seen him before in my life, no. Ah, anyway, see. let's go and get a drink. Why not? Oh, God, who is she? We know her. She's really important. Um, right, this on is we really go. annoying. So what do you do, I say to her? Oh, this and that. <laughs> <laughs> do you live around here? Frosthanger? Yes, mm. of course. Where are you from? Don't tell me. You're from, what was the name of the place you came up with? The made-up place? Rabadabadoo. <laughs> I thought you were doing quite well with the story with the loot. It's a shame we wasn't prepared to listen to the end of it. Anyway, you know. Yes, I props well, I from one kid into another. Steam. She says she's not the head of the crime family that we're trying to broker a deal with, is she? Bingo. That's it. You remembered? Yes. The, the one that this we're is trying Cuthbert. to. And yes. That's why contact. Dan is my favourite player. <laughs> <sighs> well done, golf and clap. Thank yeah. You. So I will. Well, didn't Paul? You know, didn't you narrate that bit? That's why I knew the name. I was trying desperately to remember it. <laughs> yeah. Paul's Rapidly got... trying to read through. We're all over this, Mike. Literally We're no excuse. Yeah. I've got coached on that person. Uh, I've had got to read pages out of stuff. notes. I was looking yeah. it up. I mean, let's face it, none Absolutely. of us have got any excuse Brilliant. at all. Yeah. Right. You can I'll all hand her a glass of wine. board yourselves one authority point. How many have we got now? Well, I never. Because of the way I don't... I can't, I've been keeping track. We've well, I think I've mostly got one. the same. You've all got three. I've got two. Didn't I've you got get four. your so one back now. by taking them all really? for lunch? Yeah, that yeah. still gives me two. Oh, because I lost everybody one got them. everybody. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that must give me five, then. I've you got might have four. Five. No. Four. 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 Well, well, I've got three already. Got... Shall I show you again, Baldrick? Okay, four. Fine. I'm Eight creatures of the Indus have mastered this. <laughs> you got away with that because of Parker and the whatever the hell was in that bag. The Twisted Prince has. This is another reason why. Bought you I an authority point. Another the Twisted Prince. Why I, I thought it might be him. Visit Isenfen. Find out if she knows why I'm being keep being visited by this guy. We recognise him. Why didn't you introduce? Was he? Did he look different this time? Why not introduce him as like the Twisted Prince? The I next time we see Zeech, are you going to say, "Well, it's a guy. He's wearing very ornate." No, no, no. Whoa, 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 slow down. I could have said, "There's a chap who's very familiar. He's the chap that you thought might have been the Twisted Prince who you met surprisingly yeah. in the games." Okay, I could have done it like that, but I just did it yeah. like describing him, and then he got it, which yeah, is another I mean, way of doing it. Which is perfectly reasonable because I, 
Yeah, I worked it out. I gave him all of the yeah. Twisted Prince characteristics. Okay. Show not okay. tell. But no, no, no. You know, fine. Oh, it's not good enough. It really isn't. Still your favourite player? There you are onto something. <laughs> this is so not good enough. And now, ladies and gentlemen, critical role. Uh, where were we? We were... Oh, okay. Yep. Where were we? What's happening? There is another sounding of the shambolic fanfare. Can I... Um, Talabir. harmony. If you wish, yeah. People look at you a bit I'm strangely. putting my earplugs in. Talabir pipes up. Ladies and gentlemen, please follow me to the performance area. And at the far end of the lawn, backing on to the precipitous drop over into the Lake of the Cold Sky, a stage has been erected. It's like that kind of medieval street theatre stage. So it's pretty small with a rather crudely fashioned backdrop of a townscape. And a skeleton is standing beside this set, holding the moon on a string on the end of a pole. And then there's another one moving a cloud backwards and forwards. Right. My masters, says Talabir, we beg you to enjoy our little tale. It's a small thing that I penned myself. A tale of menace, revenge, lust and death, <laughs> which I have called the Harlequinade of Mortificatio. And... The guests start to filter towards a set of those little wedding chairs, golden mm-hmm. and red velvet, that have been arranged in front of this stage. And you're kind of gestured towards these chairs. Do you go and sit at the chairs and yeah. watch the wooden and moon sit. and the... Yeah, sit at okay. the back. Well, there's a very strange play <laughs> that uh, is before for you. It's in total silence. Right. Every now and again, there's a little ripple of applause from the guests. The players are uh, more of these animated skeletons. And they start with doing stupid stuff like drinking and having all of the, the wine run down and just kind of spray out through, their, through the ribcage or whatever. Slapstick. Well, sort of. And then the, the events that are portrayed take a sort of slightly different turn. The skeletons as well look a little bit different. The, the sort of the cast changes. They look like regular animated skeletons. There's none of this sort of blackened, polished effect. And there's a story. One of them comes onto the stage and defaces a portrait of Zeech, which is sitting at the back of this set, this room that's mm. displayed in front of you. And then it, it wanders off and sort of does this thing where it pantomimes laughter by holding onto its ribcage and rocking backwards and forwards and then you kind of roll forward and you see it come back and you see it drink from a glass of wine again you're expecting this kind of pantomime thing where it all just kind of flows through and it's all a bit ridiculous but instead it collapses to the floor as if it's been poisoned sitting next to you sessions there's an elderly chap Mm -hmm. sotto voce leans towards you and says that must be old witch willow the rogue (laughs) That's what I heard had happened to him anyway. Yeah. There's another little scene that plays out where a skeletal form is on the stage dressed in a bridal gown. The skeleton has got antlers attached to its temples and is prettying itself in front of a mirror. And another skeleton wanders in and there is some kind of heated discussion at which point the skeleton with the antlers 
rips a ring off their little bony finger and throws it down on the floor in front of the visitor skeleton. And the visitor skeleton exits stage right and the bridal skeleton exits stage left. And then the visitor skeleton comes back onto the stage, this time riding a horse skeleton, obviously in the process of hunting. It's got a spear, it's got a hunting horn, and then at a certain point, a spear comes flying in from stage right and impales it, and the whole skeleton or the horse just all falls apart into a big rattle of bones all over the stage to great laughter. Burple, you're sitting next to a very posh-looking, very elegant lady. She says, oh, <laughs> serves old Quemp right for ditching the princess, eh? Mm. Huh? Eh? Mm. Mm. And then the final act shows a skeleton dressed in just as motley and another skeleton who is clearly meant to be Zeech in a very sharp outfit sitting on a throne. <laughs> and the skeleton in Jester's Motley is cavorting antically about, waving his stick with bells on, whatever it is that Jester's do, and his little skeletal jaw is going up and down, da, 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 obviously kind of chattering away or telling jokes. And then he says something and both skeletons freeze in an instant. The Zeech skeleton just looks absolutely furious, stands up, shakes its skeletal fist at the little jester skeleton, and the jester is grabbed by a couple of skeletons that run on from stage right and produce a sort of little something like a green grub-like something and shove this thing into the skull of the jester skeleton, who then convulses and staggers off stage right with the other two. Zeech sits down, slumped in his throne. Scaly, sitting next to you, there is a dwarf, an eight-braided dwarf, corpulent woman. And she looks at you and she says, well now, that's interesting. I always thought that he had the last one boiled alive. Well, I never. And as the applause dies down, the show is over. Well. Yeah. What does oh, that tell us that we'll forget within 20 seconds? <laughs> Tanabir strides in front of the stage, looking nervous <laughs> in his jester's motley. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, oh, we hope you enjoyed our show. Now, will you please follow me and join me on the terrace for the slaughter of the curious avians? And he gestures <laughs> you forward with his just a stick. Okay. Uh, and everybody starts avian. following. It's all on the invitation. All of this means something. Uh, well, it's, I mean, it's implying that Talabir, not Talabir, Zeech is, has kind of, um, is ruthless in the face of any kind of offense, but that doesn't tally with Zeech that we're, no. we've encountered. But then there's the worm. Yeah. At the end, it implies there's an involvement with him and a worm. And he's in somehow linked with the worms in some kind of control. The other ones with the ring and the wife and that, I, I don't know. Not a clue. Spoo Hagley, we've got to go and talk to her. Uh. And um, waiting for Lashonda to turn up. And frankly, if Johnny doesn't get to bash something soon, he's going to explode. <laughs> uh. It's been a number of sessions since he's had the opportunity yeah. to roll a five on a 20-sided dice. Yeah, so the longer we leave it, the funnier it will be. Yeah, this is true. I can't take it anymore. We need some more role-playing. Yeah. Somebody give me a charisma investigation or just a general charisma check. 
Oh, I could probably do Closer investigation, 25. It's obvious that the guests are a little bit unsettled, despite their polite applause by that mm. display. The general sense seems to be, it's all very well, Zeech getting rid of his enemies in, in gruesome ways, but playing those ways out on a stage, using the skeletons of those same people in front of the assembled dignitaries of the town, really might be a step too far. Okay. The ruthless lord that is portrayed in those kind of events doesn't really tally with the... No, it doesn't. ...polite, well-meaning, well-mannered guy in front of us. So... No. So something's going on. Possibly he's just a front and is not actually the power behind the throne. I think what we've discovered so far, and again, I don't read very far ahead of where we are, is there's always something going on. I'll, I'll sort of um, sidle up to Smebadoo. Oh, yes. And, uh, and I'll say, well, what did you make of that? That was odd, I thought. She laughs. She's like, um, <laughs> I, I mean, I didn't know that about the jester. I, everybody thought the jester was boiled alive. Yeah, but otherwise it's a bit odd to, to, to kind of display. You think? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a little. Oh, yeah. There we are. Yeah. Uh, we have to live with who we have to live with. Yeah. My name's Smebadoo, by the way. Smebadoo yes, Upagli. What's your name? My name's Burple Herpish. Burple Herpish? Yes. Yeah. I did actually have a small matter to discuss with you. Oh, you did? About um, yes. uh, the party? Uh, not exactly, no. I bring word from Cuthbert Ouchsplinter. Cuthbert um, Ouchsplinter. Ouchsplinter, yes. Uh, yeah, she immediately know. seems guarded. Like, yes. I thought you were just a person and now you're not just a person. Yes, I'm sorry to spring this on you. Really, I'm just a messenger here. I'm not anything mm -hmm. else. You have a message? I have a message from Cuthbert for you. He would like, I can't remember what we were to say, <laughs> but he would like to open discussions with your family, with you and your family, about a possible alliance. About opening up trade routes. Otherwise. Between Evenstar. You know, and he would like to engage in the discussion about how that might that might work. Well, we had a wonderful relationship with the last lot, but I don't know about this Cuthbert, to be honest. He doesn't seem to be particularly trustworthy. I suppose... Could be right. There's uh, a lot of money to be that. made, but I don't know if I want to make it with him. I can't really think of a well, better way of putting that's, it. That is, of course, your prerogative, but... Um, yeah, it is. It's my prerogative. I can do what I want to do. Yeah. Maybe this isn't the... Yes, of it course. Looks like I don't want to happen. spoil Perhaps your party. This is something we can talk about maybe at dinner. Yeah, of course. Sure. The thing here is, I don't strictly operate within the normal understandings of the law and so forth. That's really well, I how think I... you could say the same of with same Cuthbert. of Cuthbert. Yeah. What's your We're, what's your connection with Cuthbert? It's a long story. We know him yeah. of old. We have a shall we say an an uneasy alliance of sorts at the moment. Okay. We don't work for him. Oh, I see what's we... going on here. And he needed somebody who was at the party who could speak to me. Correct. Or speak yes. to Zeech, right? Uh, did he say he didn't say he wanted to speak to Zeech, did he? No. No, he didn't. He was more interested in speaking with you. Yeah. There are people that I can't, even I can't ignore, and Zeech is one of them. So, right. Well, <sighs> you know, we'll leave we'll leave that with you. But I've got limited freedom of movement, even if I was inclined to trust your. Sure. Uh, f can I call him your friend or what associate? No. Uh, acquaintance. Acquaintance. Yeah. 
let's talk about it a bit later anyway, because look, it's about yeah, to sure. start. Okay. And as she says that, Talabir jumps up onto a stone railing, little stone columns, like the little thing that you get at the at the edge of a garden overlooking the lake in somewhere like Bellagio or something. Slightly kind of. Oh, right. Yeah. And now, a welcome to the balcony of expectorants. And he kind of gestures around where you are. You've wandered down from the lawn, down a vertiginous set of steps carved into the rock face. You've ended up in a balcony terrace about, I don't know, 50, 60 feet down from where you were. And the handsome slaughter of curious avians. And two skeletons march out, carrying between them a large rack of crossbows and then another couple of skeletons follow up behind them wheeling a trolley on which sit a number of cages filled with brightly colored birds like birds of paradise ladies and gentlemen please select your weapon and make ready to and then zeech cuts him off and just slaps talabir around the back of the head like back talabir kind of goes all ends up almost tips over the edge of the balcony Oh dear, I've almost fallen over to my death. <laughs> and Zeech steps forward, looks at you all, picks a crossbow from the stack that is different to all the others. <laughs> Ivory inlay, filigree. You can almost smell the magic. He says, I'm feeling particularly lucky today. If anyone can bring down more than me, I shall give the lucky soul a thousand gold coins. And Talabir goes in to explain how the competition works. Again, he's looking particularly discombobulated. Everybody must select their crossbow. Birds will be released. His Majesty will go first. The guest that downs the largest number of birds will be declared the winner. Be careful, though. These birds are no normal birds, for they issue a colourful and hypnotic spray into the air as they fly making shooting them a formidable challenge. At that point, one of these skeletons lifts the top off one of these cages and three of these birds fly out, off the balcony, out over the lake, and Zeech just one-handed, up with his magic crossbow, boink, 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 hits all three. One, two, three, dead, gone. You got the sense that that some kind of hypnotic, some kind of colourful thing was about to happen, and he's just too quick. Uh And again, says Talabir. And they open another cage. This time, the three birds get out. Zeech is a little bit caught off guard. They get time to release this swirl of colours. Can everybody give me a wisdom save? DC 12, please. Uh, 29. 21. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, no. Okay. I'm use my luck again. Purple got 16. If you failed, friend guide storyteller, don't worry about luck points or what dice or anything like that. You are briefly mesmerized by these colors. You're in a position where you can't really act. You just stand agog, staring around the swirling colors. As does Zeech, who looks taken aback and looks like he wasn't prepared and is also mesmerized, as are many of the guests. A lot of the guests suddenly stand stock still and agog and just stare out over the cliff those of you who saved you can see these birds spin in the air dance and disperse to freedom talabir who 
made his saving throw, says, and once more, and for a final time. And a third cage is opened. The three birds are released. And can you all make those saving throws again, please? We're not going to dwell on this. Keep it quick. 17. Yeah. Okay. So anybody who makes it, you can watch this unfold. Anybody who doesn't, you stand there stock still. Zeech turns and downs these three birds. He's not affected by the hypnotic pattern. And they all plummet into the sea. And as they are extinguished, the display is extinguished and you return to your senses. And Tanabir turns to the crowd and says, His Majesty Prince Inch has down six of the birds. Who will a challenge? I'll step right. up. I'll step up. Okay. You get three melee rounds. Three bird releases. Each time the birds are released, you'll make a saving throw. Okay. You get the sense that Zeech is mightily unhappy about the fact that they opened the second cage before he had got a chance to get himself set and ready. The crossbows do not have the loading property. That means that if you get an extra attack in a round, that you can fire two bolts, which means that technically you could equal his score if you hit your targets with every shot that you have and you make all of your saving throws. I'm going to just... I'm going to wish um, Scaly luck. I'm going to bless him. Thank you. Anybody else want to do anything like that? No. Plus a D4 on your attack roll. And saving throws. And saving throws. Okay. Nothing from you, Scaly. We're off. Haste yourself. I could do Mm. haste. They give you three attacks. You'd actually have... uh... Yeah. Yeah, I'll cast a haste on myself. So it's three attacks per round. Assuming you save. The crossbows is is it a dex or a strength it's dex it's dex so my dex is plus three mm-hmm. so that's plus seven right are you ready they are armor class 14 so let us start with the first release they release three birds can you make a saving throw the rest of you don't need to make these saves. you're either rooted to the spot or you're watching it doesn't really matter yeah, yeah. the only one right. that really matters is scaly can you give me a wisdom save dc 12 21, yeah. First attack. Yep. Needing a seven. You make it. It's one down. Second attack. Two down. Yeah, it's 19. Third attack. Three Three down. down. The next batch. Make your save. Don't roll a one. Make a save. And the first first bird. Or first shot. Four. (laughs) Second shot. 16, five. you got five. You're going to equal Zeech's score with this one if you hit. It's <gasps> a one. What do you get? Uh, so I get an eight. You can't make it. You can't make it. That's a one anyway. It's a one anyway. It's a miss. You're right. It's a okay. miss. Dan, it's one of my favorite play. <laughs> make your save for the third round. You're on five. Zeech got six. Yep. You got three right. shots. First Let's shot. Check. Oh, dear. What's that in total? That's a can, 10. Can be. Roll 10. A, D4. a D4. If you get a 4, it's a hit. This could be crucial. But it's oh, not. No. It's a miss. Okay, so he's still on 5. You've got two more left. <laughs> Second shot. And it's, yeah, it's, oh, a 20. it's a 20. You've equaled Zeech's record. Final shot. The final bird. Last chance to do it. Oh, oh, oh he's not done it. Oh, he's not done it. 
hopeless. Your, you want to use your <laughs> can dice? I use my ought dice? You can if yeah, you I want. Can use, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah. Okay. So I'll roll a d20 again. It's enough. You down seven birds. Well, we can roll forwards. The rest of the guests exchange glances. Half of them are completely off their tits on watching these hypnotic colours for about the last however many minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and they've all had something to drink. They're not really stepping forward with those kinds of scores, but do any of you want to try and beat a seven? I mean, I won't. But there's not a chance I will beat it, but it, but I could make Zeech look better. <laughs> Are there any more challenges? Do you mind if I have a go? I don't. I, I'm really not going to be very good. But I, you I'm... are welcome to have your go. And he hands you a crossbow. I'm really looking at Zeech. Very literally, be my guest. Or is it proficiency bonus? Yeah, plus your plus dexterity bonus. Dexterity plus five plus two for dexterity. So, so plus, plus seven. seven. And you're going to make the same okay. throw. Okay. And I'm going to make a same throw. Wisdom save DC 12. Okay. So first round, getting an 11. <laughs> okay. Ooh. So you stand rooted <laughs> to the spot and the birds okay. fly away. And there's a yeah. kind of collective. Um, Second round. You, you hear a voice go, you'd have thought those strange eyes. You'd have been oh, no. one. <laughs> Uh-oh. You're just standing there, slack-jawed, <laughs> with the crossbow dangling by your side. <laughs> and all the, the third round. Look at each other. Third round. Third round. <laughs> oh, no. You're just dribbling. You're just dribbling now. It's just spittle running down your chin. It's not gone so well. Wake up and go, uh, what happened? How did they do? Yeah. Well, uh, I'll I'll now. Bubble scores zero. <laughs> um, yeah, you missed the whole thing, basically. Okay, I will um, <laughs> do, do any other do any other brave challengers <laughs> wish to challenge Mr. O'Toole and uh, His Majesty Prince H. No one, we're yeah. certain. In that case, I declare Scaly O'Toole to be the winner. And there's a smattering Polite. of applause. Insight check, please, all Hi. of you. Yeah, I'm going to light up a cigar. Four. <laughs> you, 23. 19. Actually, no, six. I beg your pardon. Six. Six. Entirely different from four. Parker. Yeah. 15. Parker Buggy, you think that... 19. Zeech is looking magnanimous in defeat, but... Ah, oh, okay. Behind the eyes, mm. he's looking annoyed. He's looking yes. like he needs to be mollified... Who got the big number? Parker. I did. He is looking expectantly at Scaly, waiting for Scaly to say something. I will sort of elbow Scaly discreetly in the ribs and say, I think you ought to yeah. concede. Scaly's going to take the, the crossbow that he was using and say something. I'm sure, I'm sure there was something wrong with yours. And I'll go and find the crossbow that Zeech was using and go, and go there, there you see, you see, there was a fault. There's a fault with what you had. You see, it was amazing. You shot any at all. Oh, yes, yes, I see, yes. He holds it up. <laughs> Give me <laughs> a good. charisma persuasion check at advantage. That should be persuasion of 17. Is enough. He looks mollified by your rather clever bit of self-deprecation. And I would then just say there's no way I can accept any prize for that when it was not a fair challenge. Well, I thought you won fair and square, but you're right, there is, might be something strange with my crossbow. 
but you all receive, as a result of your gracious victory, another authority point. But all of you just bloody marvellous. Scaly's bloody glory marvelous. rubs off on you, and by not, not gloating, you bank that one authority point. And on we go. Okay, right. Talabir gestures you back up this little staircase, through the vertiginous terrace where you had your welcome drinks, and in through one of these multitude of doors that lead into the palace itself, through a maze of doors and halls, and eventually down into the basement. He leads you into what is basically like a little underground arena. You know, like those little theatres where they used to perform dissections? Sort of Renaissance, right? That kind of like a... Yeah. So like a tightly packed arena or theatre, circular in the round. You're directed to sit on these curved benches surrounding the sunken fighting pit. In the pit, there are two four-foot square cages covered (laughs) in silk. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just, I can actually feel Johnny vibrating in anticipation from here. (laughs) (laughs) I'm putting my earplugs in, by the way. Up at the top level of the seating, there's a chest. Tanabir opens it and retrieves a small oak box. Zeech is the last to arrive and stands in the doorway with his arms crossed and a look of expectancy and satisfaction on his face as Talabir opens this chest. From the box, Talabir withdraws a pair of silver rings. And now we come to some lively sports and baiting, my friends. Oh, these rings are ensorcelled with magic such that those who wear them can direct the actions and movements of one who has been especially prepared as a receiver. He darts over to the prince as best as he can in his rather tight-fitting jester's gear, and he hands one of the rings to the prince, who lifts it theatrically, and he slips it on to his ring finger. There's a little momentary something overcomes the prince at the point where he puts the ring on, but then he's himself again. (laughs) The prince would like to challenge one of you to an honest fight, utilising what lives at the other end of these rings as proxies. Are there any of you brave enough to beat the prince's champion on the field of battle? And nobody says anything. Any of you want to step up? Yeah, I'll step up. (laughs) <laughs> maybe somebody else I think maybe you should Parker me? yeah mm. alright go on then uh, Parker heralding from the Twilight Monastery will you step forward and accept your ring please you're putting it on yeah alright Yeah. can you give me a fortitude constitution save please 12 the rest of you you see Parker visibly sag and he staggers. As he does so, two skeletons pull on drawstrings that whip the silken cloths off the top of these cages. What's in those cages? What's uh, happened to Parker? Uh, well, <laughs> we'll find out when we uh, rejoin Zeech's Banquet with some lively sports and baiting next week. Nice. Oh, God. Still no bashing, Johnny. No bash. I was going to say, I'm surprised. Should have volunteered. Johnny, Johnny should have volunteered. Yeah. 
The Billowing Hilltop podcast is a Billowing Hilltop production. Dungeons and Dragons is a trademark of Wizards of the Coast. The Prince of Red Hand and Age of Worms are copyright Paizo. The Prince of Red Hand was written by Richard Pett. Music is from Kevin McLeod and Incompetech.com and is used with thanks under the Creative Commons license. Additional music and sound effects come from the wonderful Sirenscape. All other original material is copyright Billowing Hilltop. Role-playing games are all about getting people together and we use Roll20 as our tabletop, the perfect place to host your game and Discord to host our chat. Thanks for listening. Thank you.